A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is The Fray Podcast, brought to you by TheFray.com, a place for women who want more from life. This is what I want, this is what I need If you don't have to go, I can set you free Are you gonna make a move? Are you gonna come and see? Whatever you wanna do, you know what's cool with me Welcome to today's podcast episode. This is an episode that I just feel like I have to say like strap in um, in the best way possible. I had the opportunity to interview and also be read by David the Medium. Now, if you're not familiar with David the Medium, (laughs) I feel like you have to say that. Like, you can't just call him David. It's got to be the full David the Medium. Uh, If you're not familiar with him, by the end of this episode, I think you'll want to be. I'm sure a lot of you will race over to join up to his mailing list because that's the only way that you can actually get an appointment with him. David releases his appointments every so often. I'm not sure exactly how frequently he does it, but if you're going to secure a reading with him, you're going to have to act quickly when that email goes out. And full disclosure, I've gone to sign up to his mailing list because I'm going to book another reading. I feel very fortunate that I was able to have him on the podcast. The first half of today's podcast episode is talking with David about his experience of uncovering his abilities. And I think even if you are very skeptical about the supernatural, you'll still find this really fascinating. And David himself talks about how skeptical he was in the beginning as well. And his background, I think, is really fascinating. I'll let him I'll let him tell you his story. We don't need to rehash it here because you'll hear it straight from him. But that's the first part. And then the second part of this podcast episode is when David gives uh, Brendan and I a reading together. I asked Brendan to sit in on this podcast because I had heard about David's abilities through a girlfriend of mine who, funnily enough, in all the years I have known her and in all the hundreds of podcast episodes, she's never once suggested a podcast guest to me except for David. She was like, I have heard him on another podcast. You need to get him on. And so I asked Brendan if he could sort of curate his workday surrounding this podcast recording, because whilst I have had people, of course, pass away throughout my life, I haven't had anyone as close to me pass away as Brendan has. And I just felt that it would be like potentially more impactful and healing for him to experience the reading than it would be for me. So that's why I asked Brendan to join me. And I think that you'll hear it was in fact impactful and healing for him as well. Um, We were just both so, so blown away after this reading. 
There are things in this reading that I ummed and ahed about leaving in uh, or editing out. Two things, really. One section I have, in fact, removed from the podcast because if I left that in, I think someone would come for me for defamation because it was speaking about someone in my life. So I've not left that part in. But I will tell you, there was like a five to six minute section of this reading where my jaw was on the table because David was just describing situations and this person so like just so accurately and about like just things that he could not have known about from social media or from any other thing. So that part had to be removed. Um, because I don't want to be sued, but there is another section in the podcast. There's another thing in the podcast in our reading that I was not sure about whether or not I should leave it in. I've chosen to leave it in because I think it is integral to the reading and it is brought up a few times and I just feel like it's the right thing to do is to leave it in. So you will hear Brendan and I talking a little bit about we don't really talk much about it we just acknowledge it because David brings it to our brings it up really uh, talking about the fact that we have experienced a miscarriage together I haven't spoken about this in a podcast I haven't spoken about it on Instagram for a couple of reasons um, I don't think everything in my life has to be shared in that way I've made the decision to include it in this episode because I think it is integral to the reading and I want to give an accurate representation of how accurate David is. Um, But I want to ask you to please practice your own listener discretion here. If miscarriage and pregnancy loss is triggering for you, you may want to skip the reading part. It is also um, in October pregnancy and miscarriage awareness month, pregnancy loss, sorry. So it is a time that a lot of people will be sharing their stories and it can be a really triggering and difficult, but also healing month for so many people. I want to ask you to please not reach out to me specifically about this, um, which might sound um, cold. It just might sound cold. And I... I acknowledge that, but it's still very fresh for me and it's not something that I want to discuss with people that I don't know. I have a very good support network. Brendan's been incredible. Like this is something that, um, yeah, I feel like has really brought us very close to one another just in going through all of it. Um, But just know that I have a very good support network. I have a very good therapist. I am very well looked after and I am okay. And I appreciate that some of you may feel a a pull towards sharing your own story with me or own experience with me. And I'm so honored that you would want to do that. But right now I don't have the capacity to take that on. So I'm just going to draw that boundary and say probably in the future I'll speak more about it. But right now... Uh, I'm just very much in a healing healing place for myself. So thank you if you do have the uh, inclination to reach out. But even if you just like mentally 
energetically send warm and loving thoughts, that's more than enough. Um, because yeah, I've got my support people in real life and that's, that's where I'm at. I remember hearing Brene Brown when she was talking about the things that she is willing to share publicly versus the things that she keeps privately, keeps private, excuse me. And there was a quote along the lines of her saying, she will not share anything publicly if it has the ability to impact her healing. So she will only share after she has healed and processed. And I think that's a really admirable thing to do because you know, it can feel a bit like an open wound and you don't really want to invite people to make um, assessments of that open wound. You just want to, you just want to heal and look after yourself. And so that's where I'm at and that's where Brendan's at as well. So I'm going to ask you to respectfully, please go ahead and listen to the episode if you want to. Please know that we are both okay. It's um, something that, yeah, we didn't expect at all. And that's all I'm going to say on it about it at the moment if you have been through a similar journey i'm sending you lots of love and my heart hurts for you as well it's a really really tricky very difficult heartbreaking thing to go through so with that said this episode also i feel like i've got to give 20 million trigger warnings for it in this episode uh suicide is discussed If that is triggering for you, and I absolutely understand why that would be, it's a very distressing subject to talk about. Suicide comes up, as does substance abuse. So those are the main things I want to really get very clear about during this introduction before you continue to listen to this episode. If you are triggered by uh, pregnancy, loss, miscarriage, suicide, or substance abuse, maybe give this episode a miss. Please do look after yourself. We will have resources in the show notes um, that you can rely upon and lean on. But yeah, please, please do know that it's totally okay to draw a boundary just like I have during this introduction and to go, maybe this episode isn't for me. If you do decide to go ahead and listen to it, I think you're going to want to likely join David's mailing list and to follow him on Instagram. So you can find him at David the Medium and you can head to his website, which is www.davidthemedium.com. And that's how you can sign up for his mailing list and score yourself, fingers crossed, one of his very coveted appointments. Okay, longest introduction ever. But (laughs) without further preamble or further trigger warnings, Let's get into my conversation with David. I will also say we had to use a different recording platform for this one. So the audio won't be as crisp as some interviews, but it's still well worth a listen. And I hope you enjoy it. Um, Yeah, take care of yourselves and take care of the ones that you love. And let's get into this chat with David, the medium. David, the medium, thank you so much for making time to have this conversation with me. I've been so looking forward to it and like a little bit nervous. Uh, Thanks for having me, Kylie. I'm really excited to be able to sit down with you as well. And uh, as we said, it would be only normal to be nervous as well. So no stress. (laughs) Are clients normally nervous when they meet you? I think they are because, you know, as a psychic medium, it's such a 
paranormal kind of idea for most people because pop culture in general and, uh, you know, uh, our culture in general obviously teaches us to be sort of nervous about it or, you know, the spiritual and the paranormal is something. Exactly. It's spooky. Like we have horror movies on TV and we're taught that it's the ghosts and weird stuff. But I always say to myself, it's not supernatural. It's actually just supernatural. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a great twist on it. It's supernatural. Like yeah. the ordinary is the extraordinary. Exactly right. But yeah, when we step into the unknown, of course, we can sometimes be a little bit nervous, but I promise you uh, it will be fun. <laughs> of course, of course. Now, David, the medium is what you are known as. And you just said then psychic medium. If someone is listening and they have zero idea of what those two words mean, could you just unpack a little bit for our listeners what it means? Yeah, of course. So yes, as you uh, confirmed, I am a psychic medium, but uh, so a psychic is someone who can foresee and predict the future uh, so I do that with my clients in terms of their own pathways and their own lives but I can also do it on a global level as well in being able to sort of predict and foresee world events and occurrences and things like that uh, and a medium is someone who can uh, communicate with those that have crossed over so I have the ability to see hear, and feel our loved ones as in your family your friends that have unfortunately left the physical world and can communicate with them is it exhausting for you? <laughs> you know what? I think energy, I've been, right? exactly right. I mean, everything is energy and I've been doing it full time for about six years now. So I think over those six years, like I've really been able to facilitate uh, and protect my own energy in a lot of ways. And I love it. I really do. I, if anything, I kind of finish readings now and I'm kind of like running on adrenaline and excitement and it's the complete opposite of being tired. It charges you up. And I guess like, like yeah. with all, with everyone, regardless of whether they are working in this kind of supernatural field or just a regular career, I think that's how you know you're on the path. If you feel energized, you know, that's how you know that you're doing what you're meant to do. A hundred percent. You know, it's that age I was saying, you know, you, when you're doing something you love, then it doesn't feel like a job. And for me, I mean, this isn't a job because it is my life and it uh, it's my pathway that, I just get so much from it in such a positive sense. And, you know, I feel so energized and I feel so fortunate to be able to do what I do. So, and that being said, when I do connect with loved ones in spirit, I also feel their emotions as well. And they're always excited. They're always happy. They're always grateful to be able to connect with their loved ones in the physical world. So I feel that as well. Is that how it comes through for you? Is it in like a bodily sensation? It is. So it's really interesting, especially to those maybe don't really have experience with it directly to kind of explain what it feels like. So as a, a medium, I have the ability to see, hear and feel spirit. So when I say seen, I can close my eyes and sometimes I can actually picture them in my head. Uh, and they also show me their lives as well and your lives. So it's kind of like watching sometimes home movies. Uh, they can bring up images in my head that I relate with. Um, feeling means that I can not only feel their presence, but I can also feel their emotions. Uh, so if they want to, you know, relay happiness, I feel suddenly very happy. Uh, I can sometimes also feel how they cross over as well. So unfortunately, if someone has a heart attack, my heart will get sore. Uh, if someone has a stroke, my head will get sore. Uh, and, uh, to, f uh, see here and feel, I've already forgotten what I was saying. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, feeling is, yeah, the senses of emotions and things like that as well. What happens if you're in a reading with someone and something quite 
like negative or distressing comes through or does, does it not come through? You know, because I think for a lot of people, they have fear surrounding, oh, what if the psychic medium tells me something bad? They don't want to know that information. Does that ever drop in for you or does it just not come in if something quote unquote bad is going to happen? No, it definitely does come up. And I think you make a really good point in saying that, you know, sometimes people are fearful in doing this because maybe they don't want to hear that or they don't want to connect with that sort of energy. For me, when spirit sometimes does bring up things that can sort of be portrayed as negative, it is with the aim of how we work through it and how we work around it uh, and how it sort of shapes our life and how we best deal with that, if that makes sense. So spirit is never overtly negative. Like they're not going to be like, okay, you're going to have a car crash next week. Good luck. Uh, I have no filter. So, and I decided from a very early on in my career that I would say and translate whatever spirit wanted me to. Like it wasn't for me to decide not to pass anything on or for me to sugarcoat it. Uh, But as I said, when they do bring up things that can sort of be sometimes not as positive, it's always with the aim of how it helps us deal with it or how we work around it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I mean, it, it, it always, sometimes, always, sometimes that's good English, but it always does come up in readings, of course. But yeah, spirit's never overtly negative. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And when you talk about spirit, how do you explain spirit to someone? Because I mean, when I listen and I hear you speak about spirit, I'm imagining like the energy and like a guiding kind of type of vision. I don't necessarily connect spirit to a religious um, origin, but I wonder what spirit means for you or how would you describe that? No, it's a great question because for me, I don't relate it to religion either, to be very fair. Like as a medium, I'm not necessarily a religious person. When I say spirit, for me, I'm directly referring to everyone's loved ones that have crossed over. So, you know, your family, your friends, you know, people that you were very close to and had a a really positive, beautiful relationship with in the physical world. And by the physical world, I mean, uh, you know, where we are now. And the most important thing that I want everyone listening to know is that when our loved ones leave the physical world, it is essentially leaving their body, like the flesh and bone body that we all are in right now and what we see of each other. Our vessel, exactly right. When they leave that, they don't ever leave for good. It's essentially just leaving your body and moving into a different plane or a different frequency or a different sort of room for a better way to describe it. And even though, unfortunately, we can't see them like we see each other now, they are exactly who you remember. And they have the same memories. They have the same personality traits. Our loved ones are still them. They're just not with us in the way that we would obviously love. Yeah. That makes but they sense. are the spirit. 
Yeah. So much sense. I'm sitting here and I find myself even just hearing you explain, I get like emotional because it's so comforting to really remember that, that yes, they might leave their physical vessel, but they're still here with us in spirit and still available to us, I guess, to access their energy. Exactly right. And, you know, even though they may not be here in the physical world, they still want to be a part of our lives. They still help guide us. They still watch over us. And in their own ways, they still provide clarity and support and guidance. And sometimes it can be a very double-edged sword because all we want to do is to still be able to hold them and talk to them. And unfortunately, I guess now that they're not in the physical body, we can't do that just yet. But it's so important for everyone to remember that they can still hear you. They are still a part of your life. If you talk to them, if you ask them for help, they can still hear that and be a part of your day-to-day life. And as someone who is obviously so connected to spirit, this is a big question, but I'm going to ask it because it's on my mind. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Um, What do you, like, not to say what's the purpose of life, but what do you believe in terms of, just because I'm interested, do you believe that we're all here to do work and that we'll connect with the same people over and over again until those, until we've done that work with that soul or that spirit? Um, or do you believe that we all come through to the physical, to earth once and that's it. And then we go somewhere else afterward. No. So first and foremost, I'm a very strong believer in past lives and multiple lives that we have. So I believe, and I will, I mean, I know that, you know, we can't prove it instantly, but I've done past life regressions before where I've, being able to bring forward my past lives. Uh, I say myself, life is classroom for the soul. And I think the biggest question we all have as humans is sort of like, well, what is the bloody meaning of all of this? Like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Why is life structured the way that it is? And I want people to look at it as kind of like a classroom for us. The soul has to come to this plane, earth, Uh, because it has lessons to learn it. It has to evolve and it has to grow and it has to be a part of that overall journey. So to use the school analogy, uh, you know, for argument's sake, learning about relationships is like learning English. Learning about finance and family and careers is like learning maths and science and history. We all come here because we have to study, if that makes sense. And the soul before it comes to earth uh, sort of understands the the journey that it will have because it understands the lessons that it needs to learn. The assignment. (laughs) The assignment, exactly. And when we're brought into it, human and the soul are two different things, but we are exactly the same at the same time. So the human part of us doesn't know what happens next week. But the soul understands its overall journey. The human part of us is along for the ride. Because I guess if we did know everything, it's kind of like receiving the answers to the exam before you even study the subject, if that makes sense. Uh, so to use the analogy of past lives, bringing into that as well, it's sort of like when we do everything that we have to do in the physical world, we it's kind of like a computer game. It's game over. And game over for us is crossing over. And we enter the afterlife and we have the ability to then reflect on our life that we've just lived and learn all the lessons from it. And to use past lives as an example, we can come back multiple times because there's multiple lessons to learn. Uh, we can't all learn it at once. And, and the soul, I believe, can come back, you know, dozens of times. Mm, I love that answer. And I think it's a really comforting answer as well because 
then as you move through your life and you're presented with challenges, just remembering, oh, no, this is part of the lesson. This is part of the work that I'm here to do. Mm. It almost um, can help have help shift your perspective, I guess, when things are challenging and difficult and you feel like you're stretching. It's really you, you're growing and you're learning and you're doing what you're here to do. Well, exactly right. I mean, I, every single one of us goes through such difficult moments in life and some of us deal with, you know, complete tragedies and real just horrific things that can happen. And not that that's, you know, a positive for us at all, but it is helping us grow and it is helping us learn. I always say myself, you know, life sometimes does have to be difficult because we learn more about who we are. We learn more about our own lives. We learn more about our journey in tragedy than we do in happiness because when we're happy, we don't want to change and we want everything to stay the same. And unfortunately, as we're all very well aware, life isn't always happy and life isn't always meant to stay the same. It's a constant journey of evolution and growth and change. And sometimes some of that change can be negative, but you know, as you mentioned, it does help us evolve and it helps our soul grow and it helps the human part of us grow as well with our own understandings. Absolutely. And I mean, just to shift gears a little bit, because I got carried away, I want to find out more as well about you and what it's like for you, I guess, having this ability. Were you a child running around predicting all sorts of things? Like, how did you realize that you could do this? Yeah, I mean, my journey is really, really unique. And I hope a lot of people listening can maybe also relate to this as well, because 35 now, like I'm in my mid thirties and I didn't know that I was a medium until I was uh, mid twenties and growing up, I think I always had a very innate uh, intuition and I think my gut feeling was always very strong, but I wasn't a child who was communicating with spirits or I didn't always see people at the end of my bed. Well, not always, I never did actually. And I, you know, I wasn't raised religious. I didn't have a very strong belief in the afterlife. I didn't really give it too much thought about what happened to us when I, or when we cross over. And I think a lot of people maybe don't, to be fair, because we live such a human experience. But I was in my mid-20s and I got recommended actually by a work colleague of mine to uh, go and see a meeting because she wondered if I'd ever been. And I was like, well, no, like I've never really given it much thought. And she recommended me to go see this lady. And she says, I trust me, she will blow your mind. She will change your life. And I was like, okay, cool. Why not? Like I was an open-minded skeptic. I didn't necessarily believe. Exactly right. hundred percent. Like I didn't necessarily believe that spirit could communicate back. And I, I, again, I think pop culture had sort of trained us to believe that people that could communicate with those in spirit were a bit sort of crazy or a bit woo woo and weird. And yeah, long story short, she completely blew me out of the water. The things that she was bringing up and the things that she was mentioning, I was like, there's no way that she could know that. And, you know, even going into the reading, I was like, if she asks any questions, I'm just going to say yes, no answers. Like I'm giving her nothing. I'm giving her nothing. Exactly. I'm going to be, I'm going to be really like, no, no, no. Like I'm not Because my background is legal. So I was working in law my whole twenties. Uh, so I can polar opposite of communicating with spirit. I was living in a very black and white logical um, life, not even just career, but a life. And anyway, in this reading, this lady told me, she goes, you realize you can do this. 
was like, there's no way. Like, I was so obnoxious. I was like, she's right about everything, but she's wrong about that. Like, <laughs> one thing. Exactly. I was like, no, no, no. I, no one knows me better than I know myself. No one can teach me anything. I'm a man in my early 20s. I know everything about life that, you know, I could know, you know, you know that obnoxious sort of behavior. And she actually ran a mentoring class and she was insistent that I come along to her workshop, um, her mentoring class and sort of just be a part of that. And I was really hesitant on going because, you know, even now I don't know what made me hesitant. I think it was just more of that sort of belief that again, life is life and I understand it already. And, and, and also if you work in law, you're very much like grinding and it's outside of you and there's things to learn. Whereas I guess with this, it's like, Oh no, that already exists within. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I did mentoring with her I, when I finally decided to go along and it turns out that once I really focused my energy into it, that I could connect and uh, I did mentoring for about two years with her. And I think the very first moment I connected with spirit and maybe a lot of your listeners have had their own sort of examples and their own sort of stories of that as well. But it opened up this, this natural excitement and this natural curiosity that there is more to life than I understood. And uh, to be able to connect in that way, I just had this instant sort of like life change. And it's sort of like, no, this is something that's so different and so unique. And I have the ability to be able to do that naturally and easily. Like I really want to explore this. And it was kind of a really big awakening in that sense. And I don't think I even really realized at the time sort of what a, a massive change it would have on my life. Because, you know, even doing that, I worked up uh, in corporate and in law up until I was 30. So that was a good sort of five, six years later that I really, you know, until I had that big change in life. And did you continue working with her as a mentor after that initial realization, like, oh my gosh, I can, I can do this and I can strengthen this ability. Did you continue to work with her? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, kept going to a class on the Wednesday night for about two years straight. Like I just loved it. And uh, I think even now, given that I've been working full time, uh, you know, working as the, you know, the operative word, because it's not a job or it's not work for me. It's a, it's a life journey. But given that I've been doing this full time now for about six years, like I'm still learning, I'm still growing, uh, you know, like any of us that have careers and jobs and uh, specialties that we love, like it's a constant evolution. I'm still learning things every single day, every reading I do, I get better, if that makes sense. Is so it, it's great. Is it something that you have to turn off now that you know that you can do it? Like now that you've strengthened it and you are obviously so brilliant at it, you have such a wonderful reputation, you've built such a wonderful lifestyle to be able to do what you do. But now that you are so good at it, and as you said, you're always learning, but do you feel like you have to like turn it off at times, like, do you mm. go up to a busy street and feel overwhelmed or do you really need to sit and focus for it to drop in? Yeah, it's such a great question because I think so many people always wonder that. So I have a really good on and off switch and uh, I can, I say all the time, there's two people, there's David and there's David the medium. Well, obviously we're the same person, but we definitely we're operate differently. Yeah, we coexist with each other. We're co-parenting this body. <laughs> but for me, like I can easily walk down the street and I won't feel a thing because I don't necessarily tune into that energy and I'm not open to tuning into that energy when I'm in public either. Uh, that being said though, spirits are also very respectful. Like your loved ones won't harass me if I'm walking down the street or if I'm sitting next to you in public transport or anything like that as well. So they know when I'm, you know, inverted commas working and when I'm not as well. 
And for me, just to be able to read someone, like I, I sort of changed my own mindset. So I'll sit down with them directly and I'll kind of just kind of imagining like opening the door in my head, if that makes sense, with kind of like a lock and key. And I open the door and then it allows spirit to come in. So to sort of summarize it, I'm very much in control of being able to sort of read, if that makes sense. Like it's really my... Uh, my own strengths and my own openings that allow spirit to come in. They, they won't harass me. <laughs> okay. Have you ever had like some like something come in though? Like when, when you are out and about, and I know you've got your off switch, but it's like, oh, I have this impulse. I have to go and tell that person something. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it, it's so funny because even after just saying what I've said, I'm sort of like, well, actually, it still does happen every now and then. Like, <laughs> I wonder because like, I know it's your yeah. craft and you can zone it. Yeah, yeah. But then I think like surely that would have to happen at some point where you're out and about and it's like, Oh, I really feel a desire to tell that person your, your mom's here or your dad's It's mm. like something like that. Yeah. I mean, it definitely did at the start whilst I think when maybe my boundaries weren't as strong as they are now, like I, I've got vivid memories of even, you know, when I was working in law and commuting into the city, you know, being on public transport and, I mean, one story, for example, I remember the, I was on a packed train in the morning, like it was standing room only and there's people everywhere. And I was sort of sitting there just, you know, mindlessly scrolling on my phone. And I had this voice in my head go, look at my daughter. Isn't she beautiful? And I looked up at this girl in front of me and I was like, oh, like, what is this? And this was at the very start of me sort of learning to be a medium as well. And, you know, I think, which is only normally in my head, I was like, well, how do I know this is real? And how do I know that this is you know, just not my own voice talking to me. Exactly. My own thoughts been like, okay. And he says, well, she's about to show you the ring. And I was like, what? And then she went to brush her hair and she had this beautiful ring on her finger. She brushed her hair. And he says, that was my ring. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps even yes, telling so the story. Yes, I? I was just going yeah. <laughs> to all up my legs. Yeah. Yeah. And... I don't think he even wanted to say hello to her. I mean, of course he wanted to say hello to her, but I don't think he wanted me to say hello to her because there was never the, I didn't feel the need to be like, oh, by the way, your dad says you're beautiful and he loves the ring. It wasn't anything like that. I think he was just literally talking to me, being like, look at my beautiful daughter. Yeah, proud um, yeah, And I, I had a bit of a reputation in my mid-20s um, about being like the guy that would get drunk at nightclubs and randomly read people as well. So, you know, <laughs> I kind of, I, I mean, that was a bit the sort man, of like the a party. The legend. That's exactly right. I'd be, you know, I'd have a few drinks and be like, oh, fine. Wait, like, that's, that's a so my friends were kind of used to it, but oh, uh, I don't necessarily do that anymore. But um, spirit, when they really do want to push forward, they will. Like even recently, um, I was in Italy of all places. Like I only just returned from Europe. And I walked into this shop. And in my head, I had this spirit going, this is my daughter's shop. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, but there was no one working there, but you know, things like that will come forward for sure. Mm, even the way your body changed then when you were like, this is my daughter's shop. It was like a, like an Italian <laughs> man was like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> very cool. Um, that's so interesting. It's so interesting. And I know you mentioned as well, you predict things on a global scale and people can hear more from you over on your Instagram and sign up to your mailing list as well, can't they? They can, yes. Yeah. So uh, my Instagram is uh, at David the Medium, or one word. And I, I do make a lot of predictions on there and I talk about general sort of goings on in life. And uh, it's also my own life as well that I will post. But 
Yeah, a lot of my predictions uh, and a lot of uh, generally my profile as a medium has definitely been built over the last few years about uh, making the predictions that I made. Like, for example, uh, at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, I made a lot of predictions around COVID. I was actually talking about COVID before COVID was a thing. Mm. Um, you know, we started talking about that with friends uh, on Instagram really towards the end of 2019 about, you know, big life changes that were about to occur in 2020. Uh, and then once the pandemic begun, like I was just making a lot of general predictions about how it would evolve and especially to do with Victoria's lockdowns. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I talked about the U S election in 2020. There's a video on my Instagram about that. And, uh, I started talking about the, I sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet now, but this is all just predictions that I think that's why you have such a strong following on Instagram. And this is how I had heard about you because people were like, Oh, there's this David, the medium who had predicted COVID like that. All these I, random things. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I started talking about the Russian Ukraine war mid last year, like before it was even, you know, before anyone was really even knowing that it was a thing. And so, uh, I kind of, the mind boggles what comes next, but uh, stay tuned on Instagram. And when I know, I'll let everyone else know as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now to shift gears a little bit, you have kindly agreed to do a little bit of a reading um, on myself and Brendan, who is sat here. He's trying to be quite off screen. Ah, <laughs> Will you chair on over? Um, I'm over, Brendan. Come on over. And I guess the reason, say, here we go. Hey, buddy, how are you? Hey, mate. Good, how are you doing? Good, man. I thought it would be interesting to do it with both of us if that's not too much of a stretch. Not at all. I think um, it'll be very fun to sort of see what comes forward as well. So for everyone listening as well, like, I mean, when I do a reading, I, they probably go for an hour as well. Um, and people can definitely ask questions or we can just see what spirit brings up. I think in this case, uh, spirit will probably just want to yell at you, both of you to be not yell, but you know, just come forward and just talk about a lot of different things. Yell away. Uh, <laughs> yell away. Now, uh, first and foremost, have either of you ever had a reading before? Yes, we have. Yeah. As a couple or just separate? Um, I have a, a girlfriend who works in this, in the medium psychic intuitive reading space and she did one on Brendan and I was kind of sat to the side. It didn't really bring me into it really. No, no we haven't had one like as a couple. Not together. Couple. Yeah. Perfect. Um, you know, as you both know, I see here and feel, uh, everyone's very excited that you're here as well. It's really interesting because I know you said that, you know, she's read Brendan before and as soon as she came onto the screen for me, Brendan, you've got a lot of energy that really sort of does push forward. Now, um, I kind of want to bring Kylie into this as well. There's a very strong connection of the name Shane, whether anyone can it with a Shane. I think Shane's still in the physical world, but we've yeah, also got the reference. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and still, still in the physical world. Yeah, yeah, That's wild. Um, All right, everyone's you've already done us. Well, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we believe you. Because <laughs> um, they're going, Shane, 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 Shane. So, I mean, if that's your dad, that can definitely be a side of your side of the family. When you, I mean, when you were both on screen for me, though, there's a very, very strong female energy that's pushing forward. Um, and she does want to reference the mother energy. So who here has unfortunately lost a mother? Me. Yeah, perfect. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah, thanks. Um, because, it's, it, it, yeah, it's this, this overwhelming, like, mother being like, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Um. She says, Dave, he was wondering whether I was going to be here today. Of course I'm here today. Of course I'm here. 
Um, I'm not saying that you doubted that she would come forward in readings in general, but she says, Dave, that when he's done things like this, which I know that you mentioned you've had readings before, but she says it's so good to be able to talk like this because like just a yes or a no, she had, has she come forward in readings before? Yeah. yeah perfect. Because she says it's it's sort of like I haven't been able to talk like this, and I'm not sure what she means by that. And I don't want you to answer that, but um, it's kind of like and what she says. She says, "Dave, I I organised this so I could talk to them." <laughs> she says, "I never got to meet Kylie." Um, and she says, "I'm so glad that they're together now. Both of them have had." relationship up and downs but she says even though it's only been recent she says my son knows he's found his one now how long have you both been together for uh we met in feb so oh, sorry. Oh, okay. it's recent yeah. and yeah i think when she said recent i was thinking like two years like three years four years um the element of not being able to do this before, it's sort of the element of like when Brendan's had readings before, it's sort of like that they've only been able to pass on messages from me. I haven't been able to talk like this before, Dave. And she says, it's so good because I, everything around me happened so quickly when I had to leave. And she says, I never want my son to feel like that. I can't hear him when he talks um, because I, I mean, I can see that you've got a tattoo already, but she is referencing the ink in my memory. Have you got a tattoo for her yet or were you talking about doing that? Yeah, I've got a couple for her. Yeah, perfect. Beautiful. Is one of them something to do with a flower or a bird? Does that make sense? Yeah. Flowers. Flowers, perfect. Yeah. Because I saw like, she showed, I'm not saying it's a rose, but she showed me a rose, but then I saw like a, like wings and I couldn't work it out. Mm. What is it? I can't see. It's a rose. rose. But then... Oh, this- <laughs> Yeah. But then he also has birds on his chest and his mum's name next to birds. Yeah. So. Perfect. Good. Okay. Um, I, I love tattoos, by the way. And I just thought like, you got a lot of tattoos. I love them. <laughs> Do you want his shirt off? <laughs> yeah, yes. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Your mum laughed at that as well. Um, it's it's sort of this element of like, you know, kind of even how we were talking, Kylie, because she says, Dave, it doesn't matter about anything else. I just, I never want him to feel like that I'm not there. And she says, even though it's been so long now, I don't want you to tell me when she crossed over, but she definitely references a huge life journey for you since she, she has left the physical world. And she says, I will always be his biggest support, Dave. And she says, him and I have more in common than we realize. You have a brother by any chance? I've got like a half brother now. Okay. Because she's referencing the boys, but she doesn't connect. So that wouldn't be her son. No. Okay, okay, that makes sense anyway. Yeah, because she's referencing the boys, but she wasn't connecting with it directly. So I was like, if you have a half-brother now, as you said, it would probably indicate that he may have come in after the fact. Um, She calls your dad a bastard, but then she starts laughing. Um, (laughs) um, And I I, I know that she mentions uh, that she never got the chance to meet you in the physical world, Kylie, but she does like Shane at the same time. So, I mean, even though she probably never knew Shane, she knows him in spirit. Um, She says, him and I would have got along very well. Um, (laughs) And because there's sort of like the big kid energy of the parents for everyone here anyway. Like uh, your mum for me, Brendan, she does reference sort of like the struggles of life. And when she references crossover, it's sort of like everything does happen very quickly for her at the same time. 
um, it's sort of like maybe, uh, how do I translate this? It's not that maybe it was, it was kind of like unexpected, but people knew things were wrong if that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that she had cancer. There's the cancer connection for here for one of you or both of you within the family circle. Uh, so whether someone did unfortunately pass from cancer, uh, or whether there's concerns about it now. Now, that's not a warning. It's not saying anyone's going to have cancer. Well, someone in Brendan's family has cancer now, and they okay. only found out recently. Yeah, and, yeah, that was my next thing, because there's also the reference of sort of, um, uh, even though how it's part of the journey, or for us, it's sort of like how it's also the element of you begin. So that can also be, as you validated, how we found out recently. Because even for you as well, Brendan, there's been a lot of life change recently as well, because your mum wants you to know that she's very proud of tough decisions that you make that you make directly or things that happen to you without you being able to control it. And yeah. she says, as long as he knows, Dave, I'm always going to watch over. Um, there's something about, uh, like he can be a dad if he wants. Do you have kids already? No. Brendan? No. Kylie, Kylie's got twins. Perfect. So I suppose like a stepdad fear. Yeah, you are a natural father energy, though. This is what I love about you because it's sort of like, even though they may not be your biological children, it makes no difference anyway because it's more about the soul family and the relationship that we play with them. But you really have such a strong fatherly energy uh, in general. That's the thing. I think, uh, like, I mean, not to sort of, you know, talk trash about our species, but a lot of guys are terrible dads or maybe they don't have father energy, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um you have a natural father energy. Like you're very nurturing and you're very protective. Yeah. And he always says he was born to be a dad. Like, you know, I love that. Yeah, exactly. So your beautiful mum wants you to realize it's sort of like we played the father role in multitude of ways. Now I'm not saying you and Kylie have to suddenly have a child. I mean, I don't want to stress Kylie, but you actually do feel like you're pregnant right now, but don't stress it. That can just be the element of motherhood that we have. Are you actually pregnant? Um, we lost a baby. We lost a pregnancy two weeks ago. Shit. I'm so sorry to hear that. We will. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's why she's bringing it in. Um, have you told anyone that you unfortunately had a miscarriage? Um, a few people close to us know. Not, a, yeah, yeah. not public. I haven't shared it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where everyone up here goes into it, though, it's this element of like, um, I, I mean, I only knew because I literally feel like I had like things going on in my stomach, if that makes sense. So when I can usually tell when people have unfortunately uh, lost a baby or just fallen pregnant or about to fall pregnant, if that makes sense. The one thing I do want to leave with you on that topic though, is Kylie, cause I know you mentioned you had twins and you've only got the two children at the moment. The spirit is holding up three fingers. Yeah. So that would indicate for me, you are going to have at least three children in the physical world. Yeah. And we like, for sure, we'll try again. Yeah, perfect. So even going back into what your mum said, Brendan, she says, Dave, he, he's got the father energy. He can be the father. So to sort of loop that into what we were just talking about, even though unfortunately you've had to go through the devastation of a miscarriage, it's sort of like, don't worry, because Brendan will be the father. And, you know, it, not that it's any sort of, you know, uh, comfort or anything like that, but it's, it's all about timing as well. And... I would be sort of surprised if like, if, for example, if you and I, or the three of us touched base in like a year from now, whether you weren't pregnant or whether you hadn't just given birth or whether you, you know, weren't about to be, if that makes sense. There's a real sort of strong transitional energy about around uh, the evolution of motherhood for my girl, which will be you, but then bringing Brendan on top of that as uh, the father energy. 
so, like I said, if we would have fast forward a year, I'd be very surprised if you weren't pregnant or with child. Well, that, and that's something like we've discussed is because after a loss, you're a lot more fertile. And there's been part of me that has said, do we try and take advantage of this period because I am 35 and it's only going to be harder to fall pregnant and whatnot? Or do we wait because we've only been together a short time? Like all of that that kind of, we backwards and forth of like, let's, what, let's what try is, again today yeah. versus do we, do we wait and try later? I mean, it's such an interesting thing because, you know, even as we just said, like it is all about timing, absolutely. But I'm very surprised you've only been together since February because you've got such a strong sort of energetic connection that like it feels like you've been together for like 20 years kind of already. And exactly. Be married forever. <laughs> and that's all that matters because who gives a fuck how long it's been? Yeah. Like it's about the connection that we have with someone and it's about how we feel with them. It's not that we have to suddenly wait six months before we try and have a children, or maybe we should wait five years before we get married. It's about the evolution of our relationship and how we feel in that. And that's exactly what everyone up here wants you both to know. Okay, you, you so, what, I mean, February, what's that? So you've been together like six, seven months. Who cares? It doesn't feel like six or seven months, and it doesn't to you either. So that's the most important thing. Um, part of even where your beautiful mum comes in here, but where's that John connect? My middle name. Oh, shit, okay. Sorry. Um, she yells out. She went, John, John, John. Um, and that's your middle name. So it's Brendan, John. Beautiful. So part of where we were going into that as well, uh, Brendan, about sort of all the life changes that you've been through recently, of course, uh, you know, part of that can definitely be, uh, you know, fertility and pregnancy with Kylie. But it's sort of like life in general for you, you would be finding yourself in a very strong transition through 2022 anyway. Like it's not just the fact that you've been able to meet your current partner, but it's sort of like, your mindset has evolved a lot. One thing that your mum wants you to let go of as well, because she's holding onto your hand so tightly, but she says, our past does not define us. And it's sort of like, she says, Dave, when I crossed over, my son did feel alone. Yeah. And it's sort of like, well, you know, we all make decisions or choices that maybe in hindsight, we wish that we did differently. But she says it's so important that everyone up here knows that no one is ashamed of him or no one wishes that he did life differently. She, she says, I don't want him to feel like that he needs to be ashamed of anything or wishes that he did everything differently. Everything teaches him what we learn. I'm not saying this is with you directly, Brendan, but did anyone in the family have issues with drugs or substance abuse? Mum did. Mum did, yeah. Okay. And is that what unfortunately caused her the crossover? Yeah. Perfect. She's just tying that in with the element of life journey with ending. Uh, and people knew that she had substance abuse issues as well. You know, for quite a while. Yeah. Um, because where she validates, it wasn't anything that was hidden or uh, different. And was that unfortunately heroin? No, the alcohol. Is referencing white powder? I just want to change into that. I mean, the keyword was substance abuse. It wasn't necessarily drugs anyway. Um, does name Joy connect any, with anyone? J-O-Y? Joy is my sister's middle name. Oh, not a bit, no. I don't think it, I mean, even though it connects with that, Kylie, I don't think that's it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, uh, Brendan, your beautiful mum referencing the element of Joy, to be fair. Um. There's a younger energy, oh, but your mum's pretty young when she unfortunately crosses over as well. 
because uh, there's a young female who references feeling joy or the element of connecting with joy. Um, but with decisions that my son makes, Dave, like I'm always going to be his biggest supporter. I never want him to ever feel like there's anything he should have done differently. She loves watching you as well. Uh, when you're doing something to do with like bikes or like motorcycles, bikes, bicycles, like kind of like the element of like, I feel like I want it like from, from, from like rev a bike. Um, so whether you have one at the moment or whether you even have the pastime or the hobby or anything sort of bike, she loves that connected with you. Um, she says, take Kylie for a ride. <laughs> um, and she says, we can go down to Burley. <laughs> okay. Um, and I know you mentioned, you know, not far from Burley anyway, but, um, there's a very strong connection with Burley at the moment. So I don't know whether either of you have any connection with Burley directly, but I'm kind of there in my head at the moment. Um, but where she goes with it again, it's the element of like everything is getting Brendan to where he's meant to be. I never want him to ever feel ashamed or anything that he should have done differently in life. She says, if only he knew how proud we are. Um, and she says, even though there's people in his life that should have been there for him, that maybe haven't been. She says, it's a testament to my son and how strong he is to still get to where he is today. And she says, you know, he was so young when I, you know, he was just becoming an adult when I left. How old were you when she crossed over? 19. Yeah, shit. Okay. And she says, Dave, he feels this pressure that he should have been able to help me yeah. And she says, Brendan doesn't understand how much he saved me in my life. And she says, I need him to let go of this feeling that he somehow let me down. I do feel that way. And she says, and today is the day that you stop that. She says, because he'll never, ever understand how important he was to me. And, and he says, the, the, the both of them, Dave, like both of you, she says, they know what it's like to be in control of your own life and decisions that you make. And she says, Brendan, the decisions that I made in my life, she says, no one else could impact. As much as you wanted to help me, she says, everything I did was my decision. And she says, whether I was consciously aware of that or not. Um, I mean, I know, unfortunately, she references substance abuse, which we can translate into alcohol. Um, but she's kind of like, she's got like such a big kid at heart energy to it. Like yeah. she's really, she's just such a warm, like happy, beautiful woman. Like she really is like Life those hundred percent because those that unfortunately have substance abuse, whether, you know, drugs or alcohol, they do sort of come forward sometimes with a heaviness to them in spirit because it's sort of like the things that hold them down in the physical world. But with your mum, that doesn't, I don't feel that at all. Like she's just happy. And but when she crosses over, I'm sorry to sort of get very drawn into this as well, because it's not always the nicest thing to talk about. Um, but she does reference sort of like issues with breathing or the heart. Um, and I don't really know how to translate that because it kind of, she's referencing Amy Winehouse, which Amy Winehouse did have alcohol issues as well, but. With, I mean, this is me asking, but with your mum, what actually caused her to cross over? Organ failure. Okay. But there was a lot of a lot about my mum that we didn't really know anyway. Like she yeah. had a really good energy and she'd seem really happy. So you couldn't really see that alcohol side. So whether she did other stuff or not, I don't know. But mm. 
I mean, I, I, she's not giving me validation either way on this, but there's sort of this validation about like, like powder. And it's not heroin for me because I thought it was originally, but I was like, she didn't take heroin. They're just, oh, do you know that she took sleeping pills? No. Okay, because there's something here to do with the element of like prescription medication. But then there's the element of how it makes me like um, like foggy or tired, which is usually sleeping help or anxiety help sometimes as well. Um, that wasn't part of the cause of her crossing over at the same time because, I mean, when you said organ failure, there's the element of ticks, but I just can't breathe and my head's a little bit sore. Um, and heart's also a little bit tingly as well. Now, she did bring in Amy Winehouse, and my own memory of Amy Winehouse is that she actually went into cardiac arrest from alcohol withdrawal. Um, or from drinking too much or something like that, which your mum didn't necessarily do because it's definitely more the organ issue. Um, but she's just got the sh- biggest sh- smile on her face. She really does. Um, and she says, Dave, he'll always be my boy. That's the most important thing to remember. It doesn't matter how old he is, I'm always going to be his mum. Yeah. And she says, if only I could put into words how proud I am of him. She says, you have to tell him how much I love him. And she says, I'm so excited for what comes next. Um, Because Brendan has always pushed himself to the limits. (laughs) And she says, but the best is yet to come. Um, And she says, you know, I like how he challenges in himself. And she says, but the best thing that he can do is realize his own strengths and stop feeling like he's failed. It's a big thing. Yeah. Because she says, Dave, he's never failed. Everything he's done has taught him so much. And she says, but for my son, Dave, he feels like if he's not the best at it, that he somehow failed at it. (laughs) Yeah. And she says, it's just, she says, we all know that's simply not true. Um, she says, realize your strengths because she says you're a better man than most of them. <laughs> I would say all of them. <laughs> um, and she says, I'm just so glad they finally found each other, which I really quite like because even when I said that, she shows me two paths like this. Now, I don't even know whether you were both aware of this, but you should have like there's probably a path earlier in life for both of you where you actually could have easily connected then, but maybe just missed each other. Like maybe you didn't know each other or something like that, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like sliding doors moments. Like you, both of you were always meant to connect in life. You've done it now, but it's kind of like maybe Kylie, for example, when you were like 25, maybe you were meant to have met Brendan then, but something like, you know, it's just sort of life changes. If that makes sense. I don't know whether there's anything in particular where both of you, maybe did you know each other before you met? No. no. Yeah. So what I was about to say, I don't know whether there was any moments where you both realized that maybe you had mutual friends or you're at the same event back in the day, or you live near each other, but you know, it's kind of like, this just life pathways for both of you. Yeah. Um, and I know that you mentioned you had twins, Kylie. Um, two boys or a boy and a girl. No, don't tell me that actually. I, You've only got the two children. You've got very strong female energy around you still. So I just want to go into this. 
With the miscarriage, don't tell me the sex, but was it too early to know the sex? Yeah, too early to know. Yeah. Do you want to know? We both think it was a girl. <laughs> you already know, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and would I be correct in saying that your twins are boys? Yes. Yeah, perfect, okay. Because um, there was originally the element of the boy energy, like, um, but then we brought in this very strong female, and I was like, hold on. Um, your youngest twin, so the one that came out second, uh, is very like sensitive or in touch with the feminine energy, if that makes sense as well. So it's kind of like even with the, and the older of the twins is very much a boy's boy. Um, cause he also embraces the feminine at that stage. Now we're very validated that you are having at least three children earth side. Um, they're singing the song age ain't nothing but a number, which is so true. I mean, yeah, I know at 35, you know, we're not 20 anymore, but like I'm 35 as well, but, um, spirit always has the, the cutoff date for children is 45. Now I know most women don't want to have children at 45, but in that sort of timeline, you've got at least 10 years to have kids, which, uh, you know, not to, you know, downplay it or anything like that. Cause obviously it's, uh, you know, it's complicated and it's intense and it's life and everything like that as well, but it's definitely happening. Um, I think you've got very strong, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but you've got very strong change energy around children in November, December, January. Uh, so that can really be uh, a symbol for the fertility window is open stronger than uh, you may conceive then, you know, things like that. It sort of just gives you a bit of a timeline of openness there as well. Um, I, everyone up here is obsessed with your boys. Um, so they should be, of course. Um, and I feel like they branched off into adulthood already, but they can't be that old. Uh, they're just old soul energies. Like they're mature kids. Um, kids. The what? Sorry. Really mature kids. Mm, they, Cause they feel like adults, but I know that they're probably not. Cause I don't think you had them when you were like, you know, 18. Oh, no. uh, um, and younger ones also quite spiritual as well. So even though he's embraced the feminine, he's also got more of an in touch energy around um, like, I, I, I'd be, you're interested to see, I mean, he feels older than six. But it's sort of like, how old are the boys now? They're turning nine, but he is so intuitive, like blows yeah, nice. away with the things he says. Yeah, he does what I do. So yeah. <laughs> part of my psychic thing as well, when I sort of predict the future and foresee things in the future, I actually dream it to start with usually. And it's kind of like either one or what's so he dreams stuff. I'm looking at Brendan. I've got my hands up because obviously people can't hear this and whether or not we leave this part in about the miscarriage and whatnot, but he dreamt that we were pregnant when we were pregnant and the kids knew nothing. Like they'd just come back from their dads and he was Mm. actually calling it a nightmare because he didn't want it to happen. Mm. But he he knew, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. So it's very interesting for children of his age to be doing that because, uh, I mean, we're all very spiritual and we're all souls here for the human experience, but we usually, children usually stop, not stop, but they usually get sort of uh, washed out within them. They're usually around the ages of five and six because when we're five, six years old, that's when the ego kicks in, that's when social conditioning kicks in. So it sort of dulls our spiritual connection in some ways. So the fact that he's still doing this as an eight-year-old, old nearly nine-year-old it's it's very strong within him i mean it would be with both of them but i think your younger one connects with it stronger if that makes sense so dreams for him will definitely be a big thing throughout life uh i love that he dreamt that you were pregnant before he even knew um 
but I, I would love to sort of see how he also goes uh, with what they call the evolution of adulthood, which for him will probably be puberty, because I think if anything will actually probably strengthen his own spiritual psychic ability. Um, his twin brother has it as well, but I, 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 it's definitely stronger in the younger, that's for sure. Um, and I'm glad that both of you can sort of already see that and acknowledge that or have seen that within him. So, um, but I mean, they're good kids. They really are. They're, they're definitely old souls. I know as adults, it's not always a surprise, of course, but we do have grandparent energy that does step forward at the same time. Uh, mother's mum. So this would be the maternal grandmothers for both of you. If they both crossed over or just one? Just one. Just yours. Yeah, baby. Because uh, there's a reference of my mum's mum. Uh, on the male side, so the male side would actually be you. Uh, perfect. So know that uh, your mum references being with her mother. Uh, don't tell me your mum's name, Brendan, but she's just put it in my family. What's the first letter of her name? B. B. What is it? B. No, no, no. Your mum or his nan? Oh no, your mum. Oh, N. N. Oh, again, where's the N in my family? I think. Leave that with me. She's just put her name in my family circle, but I can't think of any ends in my family. Uh, I've got a Naomi, but your mum's not Naomi. I don't think that she's not yet. <laughs> um, so uh, life, this circle of life, it's all about family and relationships at the moment, which admittedly, which is all that we've uh, essentially talked about. Uh, Kylie's personal growth is very exciting to people as well. Uh, it's the element of growth of self and business and uh, work. So it's whatever you structure yourself around work. This has a, sh- a huge transformation of growth in the next sort of 12 to 18 months. Uh, they call you the, uh, like she should have been on play school. Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> thing to say. Um, she should have been on play school. Okay. Um, and uh, Shane's father. Mm. He's crossed over. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so, I didn't work that very well, did I? My like, Shane's father in spirit. I was like, Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, when did he unfortunately cross over? Um. Oh, years ago. Like I would have been maybe eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, it's, it's surprising because he doesn't feel like he's been gone that long. Uh, but then he had the element of distance. So I was like, hold on. So when did he actually cross over? Please. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I'm just talking to myself. Please know that Shane's father does make his presence very clear. Um, and, uh, referencing that Shane, uh, my son, is that Reese connected all? Reese? No, no. Uh, no, no. what else sounds like Reese? Like R-Y-H or R-H-Y. Uh, Rhiannon, if you can't come up with that either, don't worry. Um, uh, sorry, going back into it as well, that, uh, Shane just, uh, I'm not worried about Shane's health at all, but he's, uh, like heart health. Like I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with his heart because I want to be worried about his heart. It's definitely not a warning, but I'm um, just keeping on top of things like blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, like, he, like has, he, has he dealt with that already? Like what's the deal there? He is, he's always got something like at the moment <laughs> he's dealing with like a hernia situation. He's always got something and he's not the healthiest of people. Hmm. It's like I said, it's not a warning or anything like that, but it's sort of like, I think you've basically just um, worded it perfectly yourself. He's maybe just not the healthiest of people because when they go into Shane's energy like that, coming from his whole sort of side of the family here, it's that he, he doesn't take care of himself. It's that simple. It's sort of like he, um, I mean, he said, says he sabotages his, his happiness, but he, I mean, everyone laughed when he said that. So it's not that he sabotages his own happiness, but he what sabotages his happiness when it comes to health. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, um, who was the smoker as well? Is that dad or is that someone in spirit or both? Dad, I think grandpa probably smoked and my dad's brother has passed young as well and he smoked. That's the thing, because as soon as I was going up in spirit, it did feel like a younger energy. So, I think this is the way of your uncle wanting to make his presence clear as well. So, uh, if you did unfortunately have an uncle that did smoke, please know that he is stepping forward as the younger man. Because he can't have been that old when he crossed over, to be very fair. No, and he, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he also passed quite quickly because he does have this move of the cliff, which is sudden and or unexpected, if that makes sense. Um, and he says that he calls it the tragedy of passing. Uh, how do I translate that? Very personal question, and I don't think it's your uncle anyway. And Brendan, we can involve you in this as well. Did anyone unfortunately connect with someone who took their own life or died in a, like a car crash or an accident or a tragedy or something like that? Does that make sense with either of you? My mate, my mate Matt in Melbourne killed himself. Okay. Yeah, because there's a younger male energy here uh, that references uh, the tragedy of passing, but taking responsibility. So when we take responsibility for our passing, it's that we unfortunately take our own lives, or that you know we could have been driving the car and hit, or things like. My uncle died because he kept putting off getting a heart transplant. He didn't want to have it done. And then he ran out of time. Uh, I don't know whether that's, but yeah. Maybe it wouldn't be that, but it would be why they're so drawn into Shane's heart at the same time, if that makes sense. Because it's not that he needs a heart transplant, but if there's issues with hearts in the family, mm. um, they'll be the focus on that. Um, I think it could be unfair. I mean, not, not that we downplay the relationship between you and Matt, of course, but he does reference um, that towards the end of his time on earth that you were more distant or you didn't get to speak all the time, if that makes sense. Um, but there's a connection there between you and him anyway. Um, I know you mentioned he's a... I moved back to Sydney and then his brother rang me and said that he'd done it. He, he, okay. Um, does the name Stephen connect anyway? Your dad. Stefan. Oh, perfect. Yeah, because I saw S-T-E-P. So it can be... Yeah, that's, uh, how H- that's how he spells it. Oh, perfect. Uh, perfect. German heritage at all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, random. I just saw the German flag, uh, which is... It doesn't mean that they're German, but it, it could be German-speaking heritage somewhere in the family circle. I'm not sure. Uh, if his dad was Scottish, and then I think his mum had part German. Yeah, random. Uh, I just want to focus more on this younger man that does take his own life here as well because there is a reference of – it's a very personal thing to talk about, Brendan, and don't tell me how, but do you know how it happened? Yeah. Okay, because there's the element of violence, but I can't breathe. So I would have said, unfortunately, something's still with asphyxiation or not being able to breathe, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, he hung himself in the garage. Yeah, yeah shit, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, if we can't breathe, it's either hanging or – Gassing essentially. Yeah. Um, he's quite a handsome guy as well. He's got a vibe to him. He was good looking. Yeah, because I mean, even he knows he's good looking. Because when I said yeah. that, he went, "It's a lot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he references uh, again, sort of like the brother energy. So it's the element of looking at you like the brother friend. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's sort of like even though there's the element of distance towards the end of my time on earth, it's sort of like nothing changes what we have. Yeah, uh, and we are sort of going back a longer time here as well, so it doesn't feel you know, recent, recent. But I think you said when you were younger, anyway. But he definitely just wants to take the opportunity to say hello because when you've had previous readings before, he hasn't come forward before. No, um, because he does reference this as his first time for you to connect and tell him how much I love him. Mm. Um, and he says he's a good man, Dave. He really means well, and the, he says 
he says most people see it as a compliment. He says Brendan sees it as a fault, but his whole life he's always been a good guy. <laughs> um, but know that he just wants to definitely take the opportunity to say hello. I mean, I mean, I'm waving my hand like an idiot off screen. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, uh, I, I'm as we sort of said, I'm just excited for the journeys that you are both on together at the moment. I think as we move more into the next sort of six to twelve months, you're going to notice a lot of evolutions, not only within your own relationship even around motherhood and fatherhood, of course, as well. But just in terms of how you perceive yourselves to be, like as people, like it's sort of like you don't have such an opening about like who am I as Brendan? Who am I as Kylie? Like what do I want out of the world? What do I see is coming next? Mm-hmm. Uh, your manifest, pardon me, your manifestation abilities are on point for both of you. So really spend the next few months in particular really putting that energy out into the universe about what you want the next chapters of your life to look like because the universe is listening now. And to have you know this beautiful woman like your mum, Brendan, guiding you and also you, Kylie. I mean, if she was on my team, I'd be like, perfect, because she's just so strong energy there. Uh, so the main thing is it's sort of like, yeah, as we were sort of just saying, spend the next few months in particular really putting the energy out into the universe about what you both want to happen next uh, and what – you know, be and their word is be bold. So Kylie, if you you know if you want to have these huge career goals or you know podcasting goals, anything, just aim for the stars because you both get there. Uh, who's got the July birthday as well? Me. Perfect. Okay. Okay. There's a re- the reference of a candle on top of seven. So seven is the seventh month. Uh, so happy birthday for what are we now? September. So happy birthday for just July. Uh, is anyone a December birthday? Or could be in spirit as well. Mum and then. Perfect. So they're both Decembers. Uh, Kylie, you've got Piscean energy, but I wouldn't say that you're a Pisces. No. Because no. you've got the daydreamer psychic, which is what I am. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I don't doubt that you've had a birthday in 2022. either happened or coming up. Uh, most people do. Uh, but they are also looking <laughs> at the birthday evolution. But you've already had your birthday this year, I'd say. Yeah, I'm June. End of it. June, perfect. June, yeah. End of June. So what does that make you? Gemini? Cancer, perfect. Cancer, yeah. Uh, perfect. I like cancerian energy. Good little crabs. Yeah. Um, and also, just on a complete side note as well, was there communication around moving in together or are we buying a house or changing homes? There's something about changing of the home coming in in the next 12 months. Brendan's moved in with us. But we, when we found out we were pregnant, that was one of my concerns was we're going to need to move. And if we're pregnant again, we'll have to move so that we have space. Okay. So the way that I will translate that then is uh, moving for you is uh, around giving birth, uh, around being pregnant. Spirit said that you're moving in the next 12 months. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a change of home at the moment. But especially, Brendan, if you have moved in, they do acknowledge that yes, but it's also about what's coming. Amazing. Um, Dee, do you have any questions about anything? No, I think like no. obviously people who are listening can't see our faces and our responses, but Brendan and I have been here the whole time. Like my mouth keeps opening. I've had tears running down my face. You have been so incredibly spot on and it's oh, been such you. a pleasure. I, I'm so grateful for, um, for you taking the time to do this for us. It's amazing. Thank you so much. No, the, no, the absolute pleasure is all mine. It's great to be able to um, yeah, be able to sit down with people and be able to do this for both of you. So thank you. Where can our listeners connect with you? I know we mentioned your mailing list. 
Tell us why the mailing list is so important for people who might want a reading with you. Yeah. So first and foremost, guys, if you do sign up to my mailing list, I'm not going to spam you every single week. Don't worry. Like it's not going to be random emails. However, uh, the mailing list will be uh, the first notification of when readings are released as well. So those that have signed up to the mailing list uh, will be the first ones to know. Follow along on Instagram at, at David the Medium, where I post uh, not only day-to-day goings on but also spiritual understandings and predictions and just yeah have some fun yeah we're, we're all there to have fun and i also do instagram lives every now and then as well which i am i promise everyone listening i'm going to get more into doing that because i always say that i'm going to do that but then life gets in the way uh but we are going to be doing more instagram lives i do card readings on instagram as well so i go live with people and pick cards for them uh and yeah, just uh, join the ride, I say. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll have all of those details in the show notes um, so that people can find you easily and join in on the fun. But again, just a massive, massive thank you. I mean, thank you so much. What an incredible experience and what an incredible gift you have. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you uh, not only for allowing me to read for you, but for being open. And uh, thank you for having me as a guest. I've absolutely had a ball. Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to go and like cry now. That was incredible. You made me good. Cry. You're so good. <laughs> He's like, I know. Yeah. Crying is an emotional release. So mm. it's, it, it just brings emotion to the surface. So if you feel the need to go cry, go and do it. Yeah. I, and most important thing to remember, everyone, as well, like I always say, there's something wrong with us if we're happy 24 7. Now, you know, understandably, these tears can be happy tears and emotional tears. But if you're feeling sad, then embrace it. Uh, you know, when we move through emotions, it just helps us clear them and move on to new ones. So never hold anything back. If you feel the need to go cry, Kylie, go have a good cry. Amazing note to end on. David, thank you <laughs> so, so much. Thanks, Kylie. And thanks, Brendan, as well. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 